Welcome to That's a Tough on the Toughest Podcast. This side of Mississippi, all around, put it down. We talking about all the topics that is tough in our eyes. And some that are honest, tough, we just like talking about them. I'm JD. And I'm Morgan. Welcome to our podcast. Yeah. Where we talk about news stories. Yes. We talk about trending topics. We head over to Reddit and we talk about stuff that's going down over there and give our opinion. I thought you said hetero Reddit, and I was like, I, don't, I didn't know that was a subcategory in there. <laughs> we head over to Reddit. Um, speaking of Reddit, just to drop like a little teaser for the episode today, mm-hmm. I do have a um, a little tidbit from Reddit, a really important update to get us warmed up. Yes, and I, everybody has updates. We're gonna update you, but make Ooh. sure make okay. sure everybody goes over to places and follow us. Go to. Go to Instagram. That's a tough one pod. Yeah. You know, follow us all the way. Go over to the Twitter and tweet us at that's a underscore tough one. That's yes. a underscore tough one. And all our information will be in the bio below if you want to follow us at any of the other wonderful places or just send us an email and tell us what a great job we're doing. Yeah. Uh, link us to any stories you want to hear us talk about send us questions comments posts all that good stuff we love to hear from you and maybe our story will make it onto the show <laughs> so what you been up to this week you know i like to spend a lot of time on reddit mm-hmm. and i recently discovered this new subreddit um that i that i wanted to just pitch it to you live on the on air in the recording booth and see what you think about um, this idea. I, I'm, I'm here for ideas. <laughs> so, the subreddit is called Our Herman Cain Award. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, the whole point of the subreddit is does this person's uh, social media posts and their outcome related to COVID qualify them for the Herman Cain Award of Freedom. The freedom being to to die from COVID. So there are some great stories on here. Most of them are people who are like prominent anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers on Facebook and you just like post chronicles of their journey of denying COVID, denying masks, to getting it. Of course it's always lots of like oh, this is making me a lot sicker than I thought it was. Gotta go to the hospital. I'm sure gonna beat this. Thoughts and prayers. And then, like, the last post is their family member or a friend or something like that. Like, oh, they were a light of the community. <laughs> That's always what they say. They were a light of the community. <laughs> um, so I, I have... I like the idea of the naming this, like, type of person giving them the award of the Herman Cain Medal of Freedom. And I have a contestant. I would, uh, I would like to say, at the time Herman came died, there was a lot of <laughs> conflicting science behind the the COVID at that time. He was also choosing not to practice uh, recommended uh, mask and social distancing mandates. But would you like to hear um, the candidate for the Herman Cain Medal of Freedom today that I have found for us? Hey, man. I like to talk about. Let's go. Ain't no freedom stoppers on my face. <sighs> This might be mad. This might be hard for some people to hear. And if, if you have children, you might want to ask them to leave the room right now, or cover their ears, because um, Mike Santa Claus Anderson, sixty-eight, 
North Pole, staunch conservative and anti-vaxxer, has died from COVID, according to the website. Sorry, antivaxxer.com. And I think he's a good nominee for the Medal of Freedom. He's from the North Pole? <laughs> he's actually from Lafayette, Georgia, but he has altered the persona as Santa Claus, who's from the North Pole. <laughs> I'm like, what? So he leaves behind... He is a staunch conservative, staunch anti-vaxxer, and he left behind his wife, uh, who he called Mrs. Claus, and unfortunately, a reindeer. Oh. Um, so oh. here's a... Maybe we'll post a picture on the on the instas but yeah he's like a full he's like a full-blown santa claus cosplayer basically classic white santa with his long beard yep so he shared a lot of posts about how he liked Rand paul he didn't like dr fauci which is common for the people who win the the herman Cain medal award most of them usually have some type of post like comparing dr fauci to uh the kkk or wishing death upon him is very common on this subreddit it's always smart to do um so as we can see he has a lot of posts about just being anti-vax anti-vax he like likes well, people like to share memes on facebook and things like that and then unfortunately on august 13th after a year of mocking covid he posted that he was sick from the chinese virus which i'm sure we all know that's not what it's called but you know he's racist um and unfortunately he you know that he couldn't get the ivermectin so he couldn't he couldn't find it he still chose to not do prescribed recommended treatments but he couldn't find the ivermectin so unfortunately he did pass away so you're saying he died because he couldn't find the ivermectin no he died from the covid <laughs> <laughs> Ivermectin could have saved his life what I heard from that story. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the Ivermectin saving his life. I think what would have saved his life was to be to believe that COVID was real and to be safe and to treat it like it wasn't a game and it wasn't a joke, especially because he was a sixty eight year old man. Yes, he was a well not obese, but he was a bigger sixty eight year old man. Yeah. He might want to take that a little serious. He probably should have got that vaccine. He should have taken the. He should have gotten the vaccine, or at the least, if you're not going to take the vaccine, which I think you should, but if you're not going to, at least wear a mask when you're out in public, limit your socializing and things like that. But it's interesting because there were a lot of Santas who got and gave COVID last year. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, people sitting on their lap all day. Yeah, you got the cold COVID virus on you, and then you yeah. spread it to the next kid. That kid gives it to the parent, and yeah. see, we got a whole train of people. With the vaccine. Exactly. That's it. And I know he called it the Chinese flu. Technically, that flu did come from China. At least he didn't say Chinaman. That that would have been a problem. Yeah. I I feel like we understand that calling it the Chinese flu is stigmatizing, especially because there were so many hate crimes. Yeah, yeah. And the Asian people last year. I see that. But, which is is also problematic. But it's something interesting to me is like, how do you feel like you can embody Santa Claus like the values of Santa Claus is like, I love kids, I love people all around the world. It's like the magic of Christmas and love and kindness, blah, blah, blah. But then you like literally spend your whole, the whole rest of the year like trashing people on and saying racist things on Facebook. Yeah, it's almost like Santa Wind Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just makes me think about, like you said, the way that now Delta is more contagious than the original very original form of COVID that we had last year. And things are much more back open and you have a bigger population of people who are like, I'm not going to let COVID stop me from living my life. I can't, I can't imagine what the holiday is going to be like when you have these big, like 
tea box where they have all the, the Santa bar crawls and people taking their kids to go sit on Santa's lap, people traveling for the holidays more this year than they did last year. It's going to be really crazy. Yeah, I would say con- con- consider, I, I know people are tired of going through this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you just want to get back to what the way life used to be, but it, it'll it take time. Um, if there's no quick fix for it, uh, it yeah. life has adjusted. There's a new normal. Well, I was, I was having a really interesting conversation about this um, a few days ago, and I think it makes sense where most people are taking like calculated risks about what feels safe for them and what doesn't feel safe for them. So I think for some people, they're like, well, hey, maybe I don't feel safe going to a concert, but I feel safe socializing like with this small bubble of people who I I feel they take the same precautions as me. And I know this is a risk that I'm willing to take. So some people are like, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with like my four friends. They're all vaccinated or, you know, I know they pretty much, they're not doing anything risky, but I understand that's a risk. And so it's like that I can, I can understand. And also I think just the social component of it's really hard for people to go a year holiday season, birthdays, all this time without seeing their loved ones. So I do understand the pushback of like, hey, you know, last year, Thanksgiving and Christmas, I didn't get to see my family because of COVID. I want to see them this year. I'm vaccinated. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not going to deny myself a holiday with my family because some other people don't want to do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You always go see them with, after you took the vaccine and wear a mask inside. You know, whatever makes you feel, whatever makes you feel good. Well, as safe, yeah. as, as safe as possible. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're taking the precautions, I think. Yeah, I like, think in, in, in protecting yourself, most importantly, protecting others. Like, you know, don't go do nothing crazy and then go sit there and talk to your old coworkers with your mask off and then, you know, have a cause an outbreak at your job or expose people who can't protect themselves or whatever. But, yeah, unfortunately... I hope we don't continue to have uh, more candidates for the Herman Cain Award. <laughs> we can only next so in the next podcast episode, but something tells me we may uh, be giving out more medals, more freedom medals. Okay. Well, I've, I've seen plenty of people <laughs> who, who at the end say, "Hey, man, this ain't no joke," and I just want to tell everybody yep. and everybody that already don't like the vaccine or the mask say, "I'm not getting no jab, and I ain't wearing no freedom stoppers on my face." Let me tell you, the the Herman Cain Award subreddit is long. Ooh. It's a lot of people on there, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that that is unfortunate. Uh. I guess on a lighter update news, yeah. we'll talk real quick about Bishop Sycamore. Okay, I'm ready. The best high school football team in the nation. Update me. Uh, quick update, the mm-hmm. the new head coach, who was an assistant coach, yeah. who was also the head of the fictional school, mm-hmm. who had to fire the old head coach <laughs> mm. in that long story on their fake high school football team. Yeah. He did a new story just talking about how he... He, they didn't do a good job on, on representing what the school was. It's a postgraduate high school uh, or a postgraduate football program. We talked about this last week, right? Yeah, yeah, but he he had a, a just a updated news article where he just talked about how he didn't do a good job on okay. just do it for the school. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. I think more people are starting to come out and give their experiences of 
being a student at Bishop Sycamore or whatever it was called before they changed the name. And I hope that it kind of like similar to Firefest. I know you can't really get your time back and you still had a bad experience, but I hope maybe at least they're making some money off doing interviews. Maybe somebody is going to watch them play, you know, watch some tapes and give them opportunity. Like I hope they at least had something good come of that experience. Cause it was definitely crazy. It's no, definitely crazy. I don't, I don't think gonna get that. I mean, he, <laughs> he admitted like we are not a school. Wow. No, no boys supposed to take classes on, on, online. We try to give them a little help. Yeah. We, we are not a school. He made that clear now after the fact. And I hope they I hope they sue like all those uh, people who went to those fake colleges and they took out those student loans. Like I hope you, I hope you sue and get some money for your prop, for your wasted time. Honestly, it, 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 it's just a weird hustle because like we talked about last week, I, I don't understand what what your end game was. Mm-hmm. Like what's the big what's the big come up for you, my guy? Like, how does this? <laughs> Like how this really work? Scamming. Some people just lit a scam. <laughs> he's, he's scamming backwards. He ain't even got no ain't no uptick in this scam. Lit a scam, scam lit. Oh yeah. Well, let's move to our first story ish. Okay. Um, just a it's it's a it's a quick fun loving story. Okay. Uh, half the story's kind of already happened, but Bojangles. Hey. Okay. Hey, you know they got a new chicken sandwich. I ain't tried yet. Was it good? Mm, I liked it. Like it. Didn't love it. Not better than Popeye's. I don't think it was better than Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich, no. Cause it didn't you know that, that mayo on the spicy chicken sandwich of Popeye's mm. is hidden. But I feel like it was crispier, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like the whole thing was crispier. Which is that's good. That's good. I mean, you know, it probably tastes different restaurant and restaurant like Popeye's. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, and they probably just using like a smaller chicken breast and putting more breading around it. <laughs> and that's why it's crispier, but I mean, it was fine. It was. It, I was tempted to try it. They they sucked me in with the ass, and I didn't regret it. You know. Yeah, I talked to some people I work with. And they they weren't they weren't a fan of it, but I I haven't tried it. I don't know if um, Bojangles wants to reach out and <laughs> ask for my experience. I would gladly yeah test out your sandwich. But Bojangles um at the bottom of their heart, the new the news article is uh. selling fast food chain Bojangles closes for two Mondays to give staff a well deserved break. Absolutely. Yeah, they deserve that. I think everybody deserves a break like that right right now because people are so stressed and just in my line of work of working with clients is you know in the therapeutic capacity and helping them process. I think it's just a common thread right now where so many people are burnt out and they're feeling more like burnt out and exhausted and fried easier. Than they were even last year, because I think last year, people were kind of like still coping, and they they were in lockdown, and they weren't, they didn't have to like go to work with all this other stuff happening in the background, or they had like things at home that could help distract them, like they had their pet, they could go for a walk, they could cook at home, they didn't have to sit in traffic and commute and stuff, and I think now like all the stress of the last couple years is just hitting people, so I think as a company, if you want to value your employees keep them keep them being productive it's good to recognize like hey we all stress right now we all need to just take some time to do what you need to do however you want to spend these days off and then come back better exactly and it, it sounds good in theory but this article was from august 28th the two days they had planned were mondays right august 30th which already passed and august third i mean september 13th would be this monday coming up okay and of course, uh, Bojangles said, "Yes, we're gonna get those days off. Nobody's working." But of course, the hourly employees are not getting paid. 
Mm, <laughs> so it's always a catch. Yeah, so it's like okay, well, I I normally it's like one of you already have Monday off, and then you, usually I'm off Monday and Tuesday, so if, uh, that doesn't really matter. Or if I usually work, and that's how I get my hours. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I just and they're like and Bojangles came out like, well, you can you can make up those hours later. Or, no, yeah, they should have paid for the hours. Cause <laughs> that's now. Am I going to use this time to de stress? Because now I got to figure out how I'm gonna make that extra fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, or whatever. For the day. Yeah, like, y'all, y'all are actually putting me more in the hole than I was before. <laughs> I'm still working the same hours, just in a different, on a different day, basically. Yeah, like, no, so nothing nothing changed mm, for you. That's too bad. You buried that lead. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing changed for the employees. It's like, okay, well. It was a PR stunt. Definitely a PR stunt. It, so, it wow. sounds good. Like, hey, we're going to. We're giving our people the day off. Mm-hmm. Go home and relax. The company's closed. Oh, that's great. Wow. Are we still getting our money? No, we don't get paid for that day. And these jobs, it's like, well, we have so many vacancies we, we need to fill. We can't find people to work. A lot of these places are, they are like only open now, like Tuesday through Sunday or Wednesday through Sunday, or they're shortened hours because they can't find people to work. Everybody's quitting. It's like you would think that you would want to just show these people that you value them and not play games by making them think they're going to have some time off and then saying, oh, we're not going to pay you for it. <laughs> and then you'd be like, how come we can't get anybody to work here? <laughs> you, we gave you Monday off. It's like, well, I tip, I'm typically off on Monday, yeah. so I don't know. That is, it really didn't help me anyway. So you basically make me take a furlough day, which I didn't ask for. Like, I'll just come in and work my regular shift as opposed to having to work 12 hours on you know on Tuesday to make to make close to the same money. <laughs> that's that's de- it was definitely a hustle hustle backwards moment for everybody involved. Like you know what and stop. Like we need to just stop this conversation about what fast food workers and people who work in the service industry deserve because the way those those viral videos where I've seen people get spit on, they come in the store. They knock all the cups over. They trash the store. They yelling and screaming at those people, treating them so badly, arguing with them because they ask them to put a mask on. All these types of things. Most people deserve their money, and they st- and they still have to do their job on top of everything else. And it's a hard job. They standing all day. They doing a lot of cleaning. They cleaning the bathrooms. You know, so it's like those people deserve every penny. Yeah, they, they deserve. They deserve especially more. Especially if you, if your state's still going off the federal. Yeah. Minimum wage, like no, just stop. Hopefully they, yeah. hopefully they're not. Every business is different. I don't know Bull, Bull Jingles standard and how they paying their employees, but I don't know how much you can get paid for people to come in the driveway acting a fool. Yeah. Uh, like you said, spitting and arguing. I got to do all this cleaning. I, exactly. I'm standing on my feet. I'm smelling like grease when I get home. Right. And you making ten dollars an hour. It's like God damn. Yeah, and if the people be like, but they don't make. They would make the same amount of money as me, and I'm salaried. If we raise the minimum wage, it's like yes, because they work just as hard as you. Yeah, and I th- <laughs> and I think the real thing is if you like, oh, you think that's an unskilled position, and and mm, mm-hmm. and they if they make more and they make the same amount as you, oh, well, I should get paid more. Yes, you should get paid more for your yeah. job. You're getting underpaid too. Ninety eight percent of America is being underpaid for the for the amount of work and value they're bringing to a company. If you own salary, you probably getting underpaid because those are the main people they like to ask to do extra stuff because they don't have to pay you for that extra hours. They don't have to pay you overtime. And if you really broke down the amount of time that you work, whether it's sending emails at home, 
staying late, an extra 15 minutes here, 30 minutes here, that, that money would add up. Yes. And your hourly rate will plummet. So it's like, you probably deserve to be paid more too, but so do they. And to be honest, like, from working in retail to now working in a in an office setting, just doing therapy and stuff like that, it's, of course, they they have their different challenges and their different skill sets, but it was way, it's way easier doing this job and it's way more enjoyable doing this job than working in retail, standing all day, folding something and watching somebody come, just destroy the table you folded, getting cussed out by some 40-year-old white woman because it's not no Christmas decorations up and I ruined Christmas for her. You know, all these types of things, like not being able to take the holidays off and having to work Black Friday and, the you know, all these types of things. That's a hard job. It's like a mentally stressful job. So if they make as much money as me, I mean, why do I care? You know, that's fine. This is it's weird. I, I understand the company is going through a lot of stress. I know they're talking about the su- supply chain and making sure there are enough employees yeah. at the location. Their places are understaffed. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's unfortunate for everybody, but it was definitely a better way to go about it. Yeah, definitely. Give, give everybody, hey, guys, everybody's getting paid for the day. Go home. Yep. And, I mean, and it's only for the, the company-owned store. So, if you got a private franchise, it's like, okay, we're just going to be open on Monday. Yeah, you can still come in. It really didn't change anything. Well, it's so interesting because I watched a TikTok a few days ago where this woman is a business owner in California, and she was saying that she takes a salary of seventy six thousand dollars a year, and she pays the her uh, workers in her clothing store close to her salary, and she was like, "Well, if I took the, the traditional cut, then basically I would make four hundred thousand dollars a year." But they will be under, like, the poverty line for the state. And so she was like, a lot of these companies are saying, well, hey, we can't keep employees. But if you follow a traditional business model where a huge majority of profits are going towards your paycheck, then you can't afford to pay your your um, employees living wage. But if you just got paid a little bit less, you could pay them more. And then they would be happier and they probably would stay. It's just like we talk about Costco all the time. Like, yeah, if I'm getting a paid good paycheck, if I have good benefits, if I have options for upward mobility, I'm basically being treated like I'm valued, I'm a human being. You can't get a job at Costco because nobody ever quits working there. Yeah, they work, they, they get a job when they're 18 and they're there yeah. forever. Because they feel, they feel valued and they feel like they're getting, like, I'm getting paid for my labor all those types, like all the perks that used to come with jobs like seniority and all those types of things. Those types of job settings don't have a problem with employee retention. It's these other places, like you hear the stories all the time of like, oh yeah, I applied off for my job, for my prom, for my graduation, for my wedding, and they deny my leave request. Okay, well, I'm quitting here. Yeah, well, why would I say <laughs> I would stay somewhere that won't let me be off for my child's birthday? Or they, they, they're like, ooh, I know you I know you said that two months ago, but can, can, can right. you come in for at least half the day? Like, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm, I, a per- I'm a human being. I have things outside right. of this place. I have responsibilities outside this place. I can't I can't focus on Walmart right. and Target. I got to do things, guys. And they def- I just remember, like, before I had my degree, just doing, like, different little part-time jobs and stuff like that. They treat you like that. They treat you like, oh, you don't have a degree. You don't have any power. You're younger. Especially if you're single. You don't have any children. Oh, man, good luck getting a holiday off. They'd be like, well, why do you want this holiday off? Like, <laughs> you need to be here because so-and-so Skippy has kids. Or people want to be, you know, with their families. Like, oh, so I should just have to work 
<laughs> I got to close. I got to do all of this stuff because somebody got kids and I don't. Like, no, that's not, that's not called fair. We're not going to be fair. I'm not going to stay here long. Yeah. <laughs> and like, maybe we need to do like we did last year. It's like, Hey, uh, Thanksgiving, everything is closed. Christmas, everything is closed. So people can spend the time with their families and people can get a break. And I know we like far off on a tangent, but I think we really need to go back to looking at employees and workers as human beings who need breaks, who are also stressed. And at the end of the day, like people are showing you now, the money doesn't matter because I like my quality of life is more important than anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that, I wish Bojangles would have done the right thing. Yeah, the right thing was to pay all those people, but... <laughs> yeah, for those two <laughs> two days, you couldn't just pay them for two days. They said, no, nah, y'all, y'all going to work, boy, I don't give a damn. Well, y'all, well, y'all off, nobody's getting paid. When you come back, you want to make it up, you just work a double on Tuesday. These same people who clean up who clean up all the diarrhea out the bathroom. Yes. You can give these people one paid day. Yes. Uh, it, literally, I've walked into fast food restaurant bathrooms and saw a spray of fecal matter mm-hmm. on the wall. And I'm like, damn. Somebody, and, I, and I always think that, damn, somebody's got to clean that shit right. up. Somebody it ain't going to be me. But good luck to them, man. Right. So, but, yeah. No Bojangles. Boo. Yeah, write that off as... It's put it as an employee retreat day and write it off some type of way. Mm-hmm. Getting people a day off. You gotta be ashamed of yourself. Boo. Double boo. Besides our boo, so I'm boo. Oh, yeah, you boo. What? You got anything else besides those boo and Yeah, so I don't really have an article about this per se, but I just wanted to talk about have you heard, I guess, something about the controversy about John Mulaney and uh, his now girlfriend, Olivia Munn? I haven't heard any... Con- I, I saw a funny video about it, but I haven't mm-hmm. heard the controversy. So, for those who don't know, and this may fill you in on some details, so John Mulaney was... He's a comedian, and he was married uh, to a woman named Anne Maria, and a, a large chunk of his stand-up was about him and his wife and their marriage, um, her, him being, you know, just like a, a white guy and her being Jewish, their dog, and like how they just like didn't want to have kids, but how they... He just always presented as like, oh yeah, me and my wife have this great marriage. We don't want any kids or anything like that. Mm. So last year he went into rehab for some drug issues, came out of rehab, moved out of their house, basically separated from her. And then his friends staged intervention for him. All the celebrities were friends with him. And then he went back into rehab. So at this point, his wife put out a press release and she was like, Oh, I was blindsided. I'm shocked that he decided to end our marriage. You know, like she knew that he was having issues with addiction, but it seemed like she didn't understand that he was ending their marriage. So fast forward to this year, rumors start swirling about him and Olivia Munn, which is interesting because apparently they met at a party over five years ago where his wife was there and they said that she followed him around the whole entire party for the night was just like really a big fan of his really enamored with him and everything like that and so she even tweeted something at him like oh good luck you'll get through this that type of thing so now rumors are swollen that they're dating 
literally five days after him and his wife finalized their divorce. Ooh. So I'm going to just go ahead and guess that he probably didn't meet her that week and start dating her that week. Yeah, like four, four days prior, he was like, hey, you want to start dating? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I know but, some people move that fast, but yeah, just, something tells me. I just Googled his name. They're saying she might be pregnant. Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, in five days pregnant. And they just announced it. She, so she's pregnant now. Okay. They're saying that it's, she's early on in her pregnancy, but based on what her stomach looks like, most of the, the gossip and social media commentators are assuming she's at least four or five months pregnant. She's pretty far along. Well. And I think if, you, if you've if seen the pictures of her, her, she's wearing a baggy sweatshirt, but her stomach is pretty, it's protruding out pretty far. For a woman, it is very small and thin. She looks like she may, and everybody carries differently. Yes. But yeah, she looks like she's about four or five months out. So people are trying to speculate on the overlap of that timeline. Meanwhile, his wife just put out a really, it was honestly a really beautiful art piece. And she's like a photographer and stuff. And she posed, she poses in her art. And it just like is a visual way to capture like how devastated she is over the fact that like this man that was her husband, she was helping him get through his addiction. She thought they were in love. They had agreed that they never wanted kids. They were, he was an atheist famously. And now he's like in church with Olivia Munn, having a baby and she has interestingly enough Olivia Munn has a history of dating other people's husbands and causing friction so you know she dated Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and apparently it was rumored that she was the reason why he fell out with his family Ooh, if that's true and then she was dating uh, country singer Casey Musgrove her, yeah. hu- her ex-husband when they split up she dated him and the timeline was fuzzy on that and now she's dating John Mulaney, and the timeline is fuzzy on that. So I guess I say, and she's also like one of those famous kind of pick me women. Like she said that um, in an interview, she was on a podcast, and she said something like, "Well, if, if a man doesn't want to have sex with me, obviously he's gay." Yeah, yeah, I remember. So that, yeah. she she has a history of being a little problematic, but I think what's interesting to me is just like the backlash against him and her and especially her on social media with like half the people being like well I'm happy for John Mulaney he, he finally found happiness maybe now he's he changed his mind about having kids because he's with his soulmate he's a celebrity we should mind his business versus people saying like well wow that was just a really like a really crappy thing to do but also unhealthy because one of the rules of rehab is like you aren't supposed to date anybody for a year Mm-hmm. And so when he went on Seth Meyers' show, well, that's an unfunny show. I knew that was gonna get you. Yeah. He went on Seth Meyers' show and announced it. It was like a really weird announcement. He didn't look like he was, and I guess people are also reading into it. They felt like he didn't look excited to be announcing it that she was pregnant. And I guess they're just wondering if you, why would you get pregnant by a man who recently got divorced? And who is basically teetering on the edge of like sobriety and in and out of rehab. Yeah, that's a weird person to say, hey, I'm going to start a relationship with that guy. Now, love is love. Mm. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say you shouldn't follow. Whoever you fall in love with is who you fall in love with. You can't help what they're going through at that time. But to, to and I don't know if she was, what kind of contraception they were using. But I feel like maybe at this moment, I shouldn't be getting pregnant by somebody currently married 
and going through rehab right. for something. Like that's a that's a big commitment for somebody that you clearly see having a lot of problems mm-hmm. right now. It's not yeah. like, hey, I've yeah. been I've been clean for six months. Uh, left my wife and I'm just trying to get back together. Mm-hmm. Y'all fall in love, cool. But it's like, hey, I'm I'm thinking about leaving my old wife and I feel like she helped the decision of, all right, hey, let's leave her mm-hmm. together and do our own thing. Yeah, and I, I think you, uh, I agree that, you know, sometimes you fall in love with somebody, you meet somebody who you connect better and it's it's possible that he, even though his wife said she was, she was shocked and devastated that he decided to file for divorce and leave her. It's very possible that they could have been on the rocks for a long time. Yeah. Headed toward divorce. It's also possible that maybe he misled um, Olivia Munn about like, oh yeah, we've been separated for a long time. She knows it's over. That's all very possible. But I also feel like it's interesting to be moving so fast with somebody who, like you said, kind of has a, they don't have a clean slate. They have like a lot of complications happening right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder just like what about this story just kind of triggered so many people? Because it's weird. Because I, I understand on one half people saying that we should mind, and we should mind our business. That's his life. That's yeah. her life, and that's the uh, the his 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 now ex wife's. That's that that's all their life. Well, they gotta live with what's right. happening now. Um, but we can still all agree when a situation just don't fit right. You know what I'm saying? It don't sit right with me that this happened. That how he how he treated. Her, especially if she did think, "Hey, we're just going through a rough patch right now, mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're working our way through it." Mm-hmm. And like, what? It's like, what she was? She's saying she's blindsided. Yeah. So, I mean, are you are you denying the claims that she was blindsided, or? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting to be like, from her, from the ex wife's perspective, to be married to this man and committed to a relationship with him and trying to get him through his addictions and rehab. And then not even a year later to see him on a talk show saying how some other woman like, oh, she freed me. She gave me the support I needed to get through my addiction and her and the baby saved me. And he told you that he didn't want to have kids. <laughs> yeah, that, and that, that's always got to hurt a little bit yeah. for for a man, for you to come to agreement with a person mm-hmm. and say, you don't, hey, we don't want to have kids. Because, of course, for a man not wanting kids and a woman not wanting kids, those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Woman, Why is that? Because a woman has a finite time. Ah, uh, yeah, have kids. that's true. Like if you change your mind, that's true. You if you change, if you go from twenty four and you turn thirty and change your mind, you can still have a kid. It's 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 possible. Mm-hmm. The, of course, the the risk go up every every year. Probably after thirty five, I don't know the science. Mm-hmm. The risk does go up. Yeah, you know, significantly. To, yeah. yeah. Um, but for a man, you know, shit, I can be 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Long, hey, long about they still in the fight. I can have a child. Yeah, that's what happened with Debbie Moore and Ashton Kutcher. He was like, oh, actually, I want to have kids because I'm young. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm done. I can't <laughs> have any more kids. And now you see where he is. But to, I guess to defend John Mulaney, and I, and I have to say, I feel like the way he treated his wife was pretty, pretty crappy. Um, but I also understand that he has an addiction, but to defend him, I will say this. I feel like he never, he doesn't really owe anybody anything. Like, I think we like to give celebrities the benefit of the doubt that they're like a good person. And just because he's a good comedian and he's funny and he seems like likable on TV doesn't mean that he's a good person, you know, and it, it doesn't have anything to do with his addiction, but I'm saying like, he might just be the type of guy where he liked his wife and then he got a chance to get with Olivia Munn and he was like, oh, wow, I got a chance to get Olivia Munn. That's what I'm going to do. So, I mean, I think maybe it speaks to like why we shouldn't put celebrities on a pedestal. Just kind of like with 
Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris when they broke up and everybody was like, oh, they're the best couple. And then he turned out to be an absolute douchebag and he was cheating on her and everything. So I think people like really, for some reason, they just really idolize John Mulaney and they just think he's like the end all be all. And they're having a really hard time accepting that he's just like kind of a crappy person just like everybody else. Yeah, and that's the thing. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has things mm-hmm. that if you said them out loud, they're not going to sound good. Yeah. It's just he get, he get, his persona is, I'm the everyman. I'm the guy that never got the girl and yeah. had to had to make it cause with my, 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 my whips. And, my... and now he's like a part of the big Hollywood system of like, I'm dating a celebrity and I'm doing this and I'm having a, a baby real quick. So I, I guess I think it'll be interesting to see, like, it seems like people are more angry at her than they are at him, of course, because she's, you know, the woman. Um, And I think he'll be fine. His career will be fine. As long as he can stay sober, his career will be fine. Her career, especially after watching the acting in X-Men Apocalypse. Now, I'm going to defend Olivia Munn. Cause I don't think she was bad at X Men Apocalypse. She for for what she had to work with, I now, think she did a great job. Was she bad, or did she just have nice titties in, in a cute costume? I <laughs> no no no. I like I like how I like performance. I like how she used her powers. They they did keep the costume comic book accurate. But was she was the acting good? Was the acting good? Her acting was good enough for that role. Yes, I enjoyed. I I thought she had a good performance. Mm-hmm. And I know she trained really hard. Too bad they didn't let her actually use her abilities in that movie. But yes, yeah. Okay. I I don't think she's a bad actress. I think because I, I was a movie I saw with her on Netflix where she was like a guest at a wedding date and she was trying to make a connection with this guy. It was cute and I thought she was good in that. I don't think she'll ever be like on the level of like a Reese Witherspoon or Jennifer Lawrence. Like she'll never do. It. I don't think she's gonna win no Oscars or nothing anytime soon. Yeah, she's just one of those people who she's famous for being famous. She's really pretty. Well, I won't say that because she was on G4 TV. Yeah, I'm about to say, hey, back in the day, I remember G4 TV. Yeah, but she she has the charisma. She's you know she's pretty. She did a lot of celebrities. Yeah, I think she just might be instead of she might be a better personality. Like if she had like a was a person on the talk show, maybe like a three person oh, talk yeah, show. I don't think she could hold it by herself, but if she yeah. was like the, the number two, yeah, she'd be a great job. Great personality and in she, terms of TV related, not personality. I don't know her ass. And she just wonder women that's going to go after your man because that's where her self-esteem come from is for me able to be attractive and desirable to men. Mm-hmm. And she done stole a lot of people's men and she going to continue to do it. Um, but yeah, it, it's just really interesting me just watching people completely melt down over that story and it's like well it's no different than when Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt split up and he left tough with somebody or all the other people that celebrities that do that or in real life people yeah. get dumped all the time all the time yeah. this is actually making me I saw this I saw from another podcast I wish I could remember the name I'm not trying to not credit them but I can't remember the name but they talked about this relationship I didn't know it was John Mulaney mm-hmm. apparently he's a big um Chicago Bears fan, mm-hmm. and she was dating Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and that he had sent her to mess with Aaron Rodgers' head, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he had that fall. Apparently, had the falling out. What you said with the family? Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, and then she after she messed everything up, 
She went back to John Mulaney and now they in a relationship. Mm, the long game. Tea. She's trying to destroy the Packers from the inside. And you know what? Maybe she... If, I'm, if you met somebody in 2013, 2014, and now almost 10 years later, you finally get your opportunity to get with them, maybe that really is a person that you honestly really liked and you always wanted the opportunity to be with. And you saw that him and his wife separated and you were like, I'm not going to miss my chance. I'm going to jump on it. Maybe she even got pregnant because she was like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not 25. I'm getting up there. I want to make sure I can have a baby when I can. Maybe that's that might it might be all completely and totally innocent. And we don't know. But I think at the end of the day, the moral of the story is enjoy celebrities for the entertainment they provide. But they are not your best friend. You know, you can't you can't let what they do and how they act affect you emotionally because they live and operate in a totally different world where they are constantly getting married and divorced and dating people for two and three months and dating somebody else and on to the next and on to the next. And him and Olivia Munn probably ain't going to stay together forever and he'll be on to the next person. So let just enjoy the comedy and move on. Yeah, that's funny. That's going to be the one he stayed with forever. <laughs> but I guess more importantly... Mm-hmm. We can move on to the next door. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's travel on. All right, let's talk about real stuff now. Oh, Lord. Yeah, real <laughs> hardcore stuff. Okay. Sandy Hook. Oh, that yeah. was an abrupt shift. Okay. Yeah, it was a abrupt shift. That was a lot going on mm-hmm. there. Um, you know what? Forget the news article. I'm too BS deep. Too. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, loose. Woo. But... Sandy Hook is not something to feel loose about. That's a serious thing that happening. That is very serious. Uh, they're doing court proceedings right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if you saw the story. I did not. What happened? The Rem- Remington who designed the... Who the shooter used the gun mm-hmm. for, they filed a motion to get the school records for nine of the children. What? Yes! Oh my God! The kindergartners who were shot down and killed in their school, Remington, they, they weren't so innocent. Those kindergartners. Remington wants their school records, and as you can probably perceive, a lot of people are trying to figure out. I saw a lot of news stories. I was just reading about it, and well, everybody's Pat- asking the same question. Patrick only got three stars <laughs> that week that he was murdered. What do you like? Yeah, like he was absent for two days the month prior. I'm sorry, I I have to say this because I don't I don't really use profanity ever. But fuck off! Are you serious? Yes, I am 100 serious. Oh, Rem- how Rem- do you sleep at night? I know how you sleep at night, but you are a horrible like human what, being. Like what? Like what makes you? Oh, want- fuck it, yourself! It is oh random. Oh my god! Only nine of them. Like what? What? What about these nine? Do you think their records will help you? Because they've already gone bankrupt. They've gone. Remington went bankrupt one time, and they offered the family a couple, a month or so ago. Well, all the families thirty three million dollars for a settlement. Like you can end this lawsuit. Oh. Here's the money. They haven't accepted it or denied it, but the settlement's on the. I just feel like offered. every every time I think about Sandy Hook, and I remember like that day and watching CNN and just being so like could my brain could not wrap itself around the fact that those those babies had to go through that terror that experience and that somebody could do that to those children and then watching Barack Obama on TV crying because a whole bunch of kindergartners have been gunned down yes and then the fact that the government and the powers that be 
chose to protect the gun companies and the legislation in the NRA instead of passing any type of legislation in honor of those babies. Yes, just everybody remember the everybody accepted the that those those kids were acceptable losses <laughs> over gun more uh, better gun control than the company current the our country currently has now and, with all the loopholes. And then Alex Jones traumatized oh. those families even further because he tried he stirred up this whole controversy about those babies didn't really die so he stirred up all that so those parents had to live through that and those parents are still to this day running for office very active on social media you know engaging in the legal system to try to get some type of justice for, for what happened to their, their families it, it's just unreal to me that they have to keep suffering and going through what they were going through and those kids should be like basically getting ready to go to college right now mm-hmm. yes yeah, so it's, it's, it's a it's crazy to think about it's unreal that, the, that this gun company like hey guys here's a 33 million dollar settlement and while you guys contemplate that we're gonna go over and Hey, I want to see your records. Of course, they're fighting that. They're like, we don't understand what this has to do with that person getting a gun and murdering these children. My kindergartner, are you going to go in court and make a case of why my kindergartner deserved to die based on anything in his academic record? Yeah, like how did how what my he he didn't he didn't pass um art class finger painting class he had a tantrum yeah he was a kindergartner like i'm i'm not understanding are you trying to make the justification that any of these children did something that led to their death that they deserve to die in any shape or way because they even if they were bad kid quote-unquote bad they had no connection to that man yeah well what what do them (laughs) hey they they didn't want to eat all their food at lunch have to do with that person bringing a firearm into that school and shooting them in cold blood. They don't know them. They never talked to that person in their life. I hope that it's just, a, it's just like a lawyer scare tactic to get the family to just shut up and take the settlement. I really hope that's what it is. I would hope that, that no lawyer on earth would go to court and try to present bad, like try to assassinate the character of a kindergartner or I, their parent. I don't understand how you think you're going to win, win that case by... I mean, by and you know, I, a lot of times I see, see stuff in the news that lawyers do, and I'm like, okay, I can see you doing that because it can sway somebody one way or the other. <laughs> this isn't swaying anybody. Like you say that, and then the other side is like, no, that's ridiculous. Like maybe you're trying to make them take time yeah. to do something else now. But it's, I mean, the hey, the uh, these parents lost their children to unnecessary gun violence. Yeah, they're willing to go the long haul. What's already lost, especially. <sighs> Losing a child at any age, I would imagine, is devastating. I'm not a parent, but I can only imagine mm-hmm. losing a child at any age is devastating. But I think just losing a small child in that way has... I don't even know how you begin to like process that that grief because you know how and you know how they died yeah and so it's it's horrifying because there's nothing there's nothing you could have done about it that, and that has mm. to be it was so out of your control like you do everything to make sure this child is good in life for something yeah. to happen that's completely out of control and there's nothing yeah. you can do and that has to hurt worse that people are like well there's nothing you could have done like yes you're right there's nothing i could have done to help my child in that moment and for you to come and try to take their 
to get their personal records of how what what do you want? How many times they went to the bathroom? What do you like? I don't like. This, yeah, this I, I hope it's I hope it's just a scare tactic to to use to get even and even then it's still slimy to get the parents to just go ahead and, and take the settlement. But my God, like how far are we gonna? And I guess we asked the same question back when Sandy Hook happened. Like, how far are we gonna let this go before we really start addressing the gun violence in this country? And I guess the answer is there is no end to it. No. And then after January sixth, we see there is no end to the violence that you can inflict and, and the damage that you can do. Um, you know, for the sake of keeping these free, quote unquote freedoms and rights, but they basically just continue to like sacrifice these children and their families and the other the other teachers who were victims just like to this altar of your know, second amendment rights you know like we're literally worshiping guns in this country and people who die in mass shootings are like the human sacrifices on the altar of maintaining this freedom and it's just it's unreal to me it's like every time i think about well, how how bad is it gonna have to get before we as a country come together and hold our legislators accountable and and pass any type of gun legislation, and, any type. And it's like, it, it, I, I would hate to say it, but I, it would have changed if there was a politician's child inside that or somebody of influence child in that um in their room. There would be more more discussions about it because that when I when I when I first saw that story, I'm like that's deplorable. Like this yeah. can't be real. Then I saw it on multiple multiple outlets. I'm like, wow. Because usually when they do shootings, it's workplace, so it's adults, or it's a high school, so it's teenagers, and that's still not okay. But I think just the idea of like kindergartners, like how do you look at it when you see like a little kinder, like a little cute little kid? First thing you want to do is like hug them and protect them, like all the kind of adorable. Like the fact that that happened against one of the most vulnerable populations is so horrifying. And then the fact that now we have literally legislation that's rolling back, making it easier for people to get guns, people with mental health histories, with criminal records, like, oh, well, shoot, it's your right to have a gun. Like, well, is it your, should you have that right to have a gun? Yeah, because I think also in Texas, yeah. we're not saying the hooker curve, but in Texas they passed legislation that you don't need a license anymore. Tennessee too, they yeah, had they passed something like that. Yeah, so you can just roam around, you can go buy it, you good. Hey, you good. As long as you got it on. It's just wild that we live in a we live in a country where we have to worry about if I'm in a movie theater, I'm in the mall, I'm at work. Man, I hope oh that person looks suspicious. They got on the coat, they look weird, are they gonna shoot they gonna shoot something up right now? You know, or oh well, you know, my I broke up with my husband he was able to go quickly get a gun and he killed, he killed my whole entire family. Like mm-hmm. we see stories like that. They have it all the time. But all it, the time. It, apparently it's normal. And I, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm crazy and it, it, it happens everywhere in the world. And no, it, I, but I, it, like you said, I feel like it's just, happening. it's a lot easier. If I, if somebody comes in my house with a knife and they trying to shoot me or even let's say, Cause I'm, I'm not, I don't think you should completely ban any type of weapon, but it'd be a lot easier for, for me and my family members to maybe take you down if you have a small, like a handgun as opposed to something that can shoot off, you know, multiple bullets in seconds, Mm -hmm. which is what our founding fathers could not even have conceived of when they, you know, when they 
put our laws for this country into place. Like they were shooting muskets. It took a minute to load. Yeah, that's they, <laughs> literally the science wasn't yes. around to like they they can't comprehend what a cell phone is. You think they know what the a machine gun could and do? There, and also, there were no mass shootings at that point. Well, there were mass killings, but not mass shootings. Yeah, there were. And they also had a different way that they looked at handling conflict like people dueled it was a lot more systems in place for you to kind of get like your perceived justice and things like the the use of guns and the use of violence in society was very different than it is right now and I feel like that's why we look at things as a living document as opposed to something that can just it can never be changed it can never be revisited and that's the craziest thing because the whole point of the amendments are Mm -hmm. they are amended and yeah. like, we if you can you can add to them right if you said hey can you add to the amendments somebody would say yes well can you change them well no the whole they had a whole amendment that made alcohol illegal right there was a whole amendment that did right. that mm-hmm. they made another amendment to make it legal again right. so you can you can I guess it it makes it sacred when it's one of the first ten amendments Bill of it's confusing to me how we as a country have decided that it's acceptable to have. Mass, so many mass shootings in this country where there are days where there are multiple mass shootings or there is a mass shooting people will say oh only seven people died that's not that bad mm-hmm. oh so it was like less than 20 okay cool not that bad like to me that is it still continues to like boggle my mind and I hope that m- more people don't continue to get like desensitized around mass shootings and they continue to be angry and they continue to demand some type of accountability and not even just mass shootings but like we keep hearing these situations about oh yeah I was in a gas station and I got into a conflict with these people so I just opened fire on, on the car I just shot him up and it's like well even if that person goes to jail somebody still lost their life yeah like, okay well my, my, my son or daughter they, they don't yeah. get to come home now thank you for going to jail but I, I'd rather have them here than you in jail any day of the week yeah, like, I, I get it. Like, we want to have our freedoms. We want to have our rights. And I think that's as, that's important as American citizens. And, I, you know, but at the same time, I think everything needs to be within reason. I don't I don't think that everybody should be able to reach out and touch somebody who was impacted by a mass shooting. And it's getting easier and easier. Like, you know, it's, it's wild. Like, most, so many college campuses have a story about a shooter on the campus now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, at one time there was somebody that came here and they they, they shot four people. You know, it was a big story and mm-hmm. it just it just dies away, unfortunately. And yeah. this, I mean, this story lives on. Shout out to those parents that are keeping up with oh this fight gosh, to yes. get this company to hold them accountable. But it's it, it, it's difficult. It's definitely difficult. I I just want I hope that those parents find some type of peace in being able to like still advocate for their children so like even though their child is not here anymore they can still be a parent in terms of they can try to still be the voice for their children and advocate and try to make sure no other child has that experience anymore and it's like that's the only comfort I can find in that situation because I just I just can't imagine I can't imagine as a parent that's got to be a worst nightmare and it's something you dread now as a parent nowadays like you got to be like, oh my god! Every time your child school calls, you're like, I hope nothing, you know. Yeah, like I hope I hope it's just a outbreak of vice, please. <laughs> right? Oh, he he just he just twisted his ankle. Cool. I'm happy to come get him. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, actually, there was uh, three different shooters in the school. We had to, we did our best. We had two of them. The other one went on the rampage. Yeah, they had a story. Um, 
I guess somebody threatened to, there was a child in Charlotte, North Carolina, that was shot and killed in his home. He was just like an unfortunately innocent victim of, of a drive-by shooting and an area where there's like a lot of conflict right now. And there was some threats of retaliation made last week. And it was going around the school among the students that somebody was supposed to come up to the school and shoot it up. And it was a line of parents who came, got text messages from their kids, and they came and they had to pull their children out individually one by one by one. And I was reading the article and this dad said, he was like, yeah, I got this text. I flew to the school. I had to wait 45 minutes in this line to pull my child out. And it's like, well, that's got to be the longest mm-hmm. 45 minutes. You don't know. Somebody going to come up at any minute and start shooting. You're just trying to get your baby out of there. Yeah. Any, at any point, somebody can come up with that situation. It's just, mm-hmm. gun violence is bad. I think, I think the mm-hmm. go with the Captain story, story office. Nobody wants gun violence. Gun violence bad. Gun companies trying to pull the records of children even scum of the earth yes bottom than the bottom of my shit on my shoe mm-hmm. but I think we're ready to move on to the next one cause that's a this was a heavy one yeah yeah um alright so as usual the last story of the episode we always head over to reddit what are they doing over there um I don't wanna say this story is I guess happier it's like maybe not necessarily ending on a happy note but not as sad as as what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. So today we are on Am I an Asshole? We're back again on the subreddit. Big booty holes. Let's go. They always have something interesting for me. And some read you the title. And you give me a verdict and we'll see. Then we'll get into the story. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready? I'm ready. A-I-T-A for telling my wife it's embarrassing she gave our daughter's bus driver cookies. <laughs> well, if if these are regular cookies, <laughs> I, I feel like he is the asshole. Look at that bus driver some cookies. He, he tried no badass kids all the goddamn time. They been yelling. Uh, I bet when your daughter's pigtails get pulled, you want him to pull over and try to stop the situation. Man, yeah. Tell me about it. All right, so OP says some important details. My wife is very shy but enjoys giving. And it's all gung-ho about showing appreciation to workers she assumes aren't appreciated or recognized. She tries to pass these beliefs onto our kids. Because she's too silent to show her appreciation, she does it through gifts, usually baked goods. I've been embarrassed about it in the past. Our oldest rode the school bus for the first time. My wife was waiting at the stop with our daughter and had her hand the bus driver a bag of homemade cookies. Then... When she picked her up from uh, the stop in the afternoon, she gave it back to the afternoon driver. I asked why did she do that when she could easily have just said thank you and left it at that. She said the bus drivers work so hard having to comfort all the nervous kids and handling the unbehaved ones while driving. They deserve more than just a thanks. I reminded her that this has embarrassed me in the past and I think her behaviors are too extreme. I wouldn't want gifts from someone I don't know. She ignored how I felt. I contacted some people in my life to see if I was the crazy one here. And most of my friends and my mom agree. My wife's way of showing thanks just makes everyone uncomfortable. AITA? Um, yeah, I don't know who you were <laughs> talking to, but you're definitely the asshole still. Big time. Because, I mean, she, she 
she, she enjoys cooking things for people. It, and a lot of times, if they don't like the cookies, they ain't going to say nothing. They just going to say thank you and throw the cookies away. And they might try one. They don't like them. Bam. They, they ain't hurt. They, they appreciate it. The gesture is appreciated. Yes. Cause mm-hmm. Back when I was the first responder, when people people gave me shit all the time that I didn't like. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm, I would never eat this, but I appreciate you giving it to me. Yeah. Thank you so much. People hand me soda and stuff and be like, hey, I got this homemade artisanal pink <laughs> soda I made in my shed in my backyard. Like, ooh, mm-mm. I'm sorry, I see your cat. Run into your kitchen. I'm good. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm say thank you. If they and move on with my day, I throw it away. Nobody cares. But I'm I appreciate that they they gave me something. And because something tells me I doubt his. He probably didn't explain it what as well as he did as this post to his friends that oh his wife gives he appreciates people who work hard and give them baked goods. Oh, he, he, he defends himself in the comments, so we'll get there. Oh, my god! But gosh. I definitely agree. I think that people appreciate, well, most people appreciate just being acknowledged for their hard work and their service and their effort. So, it's just like gift giving. Like, maybe you give me something for Christmas or for a holiday. It's not something I would have bought for myself. It's not something I like. But I appreciate that you thought about me. You took the time. You put in the effort to say, like, hey, this is from me to you. And I think... It's just definitely like you're saying it's like the gift giving is just showing appreciation. And I found it really interesting that he's like, well, she's raising our kids to be this type of person to like, okay, be kind and <laughs> think about other people. Like, well, what type of person are you? you know? Yeah, like I, I don't understand what's bad about her showing appreciation to, like she said, workers who go most of the day unappreciated. Like what, like, What's upsetting you? Like how how are you embarrassed? Hey, my my wife gave the poorest cookies. Oh, right now it does. And then he didn't say like he was. You weren't even standing there next to her. So why are you embarrassed? Because you didn't do the gesture. She did the gesture. But it's like I could understand if maybe your wife was was. She was like, oh, well, we we have this stuff that we don't we don't need because we don't eat little cheap store bought cookies. So. We're going to give these cheap, nasty cookies to you because you're a poor person and you will understand. It doesn't seem like she's doing anything like that. She's literally like, I'm baking these cookies. I'm giving them to you in like a nice, thoughtful, sincere way. It seems like she's 100% good intention and not condescending or anything. So like, why are you embarrassed? Yeah, I, I don't know how. You know, it's, it always baffles me that people will post that on Reddit and not... Not know they they're they're the they're the ones at fault here. You wrote all this out and you thought that you read through it and you thought that sounded okay. <laughs> that, oh my gosh! Well, now what did, what did he say to defend himself? Um. So we so top comment. Of oh. course, the moderators had to come in and be like, "Hey, chill out on the inc- the uncivil comments because they were going in on him." Mm-hmm. Um. Someone said one of the top comments like, "Yeah, it's not about you. It's not about." Your embarrassment is about her doing something nice for the bus driver, so stop making it about you. Um, someone said, "Thank goodness your child has the kindness of your wife as a counterexample of your behavior. You are unnecessarily making an act of kindness about you, which you're shaming your wife to your friends and family. I would hate to be married to a man who wants to crush my kindness and embarrass me in front of others. You're the asshole. Be a better person." Um. So let's see, let's scroll down. This is crazy. Like what? Like how are you? How is this making you look bad? Like you, if you're not out there, even if you are at the bus stop, like right. your wife gave somebody baked goods. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like, right. 
um, uh, looks like he's actually gone back and deleted a lot of his comments. So I'm gonna try to see if I can find that. But yeah, yeah. my mom used to love when she was an educator in the classroom. She used to love getting gifts from her students, and sometimes they would give her like candles that she didn't like how they smelled or. You know, like, stuff that she didn't eat or whatever. But she would put that stuff under the Christmas tree right next to the gifts from her children and her other family members because it was like, oh, wow, I just like feeling appreciated and acknowledged. <laughs> so I I feel like I can't speak for everybody, but I just think most people appreciate, like, a kind gesture like that. Yeah, because like, I want to know what the... Your, your wife brings baked goods to social settings and that embarrasses you. Yeah. She gives, cook, she gives baked goods to... To people working hard, stressful jobs, like right. oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, do you look down on those people? Yeah, somebody said that they, as another shy person, giving gifts was a way for them like to communicate without having to like say things. And they said they had a lot of fear around like people receiving it weird or being shamed. And so it was like, well, maybe you know your wife just doesn't feel comfortable saying how she feels, so she's just giving a person a gift, and you kind of. Are like gaslighting her by making her feel like, well, people don't want that. People think you're weird. Why are you trying to be so nice? <laughs> yeah, so he's he's gone through, it looks like, and he's deleted a lot of his comments, but basically what the gist was, was that he was saying that his wife had in the past given gifts to his mother and his sister, and they like were like, oh, why is your wife giving us gifts? She thinks she's better than us. Is she giving us gifts because she thinks, like, we need the stuff that she's giving her. She's really judgmental. So it, it almost feels like there's some jealousy with the husband and his family toward the wife. Yeah, it definitely seems like the fam- the family's the one with the issue. And it's oh, yeah. projecting onto you, the husband. Like, well, people just think it's weird. Like, you know, maybe it seems like it's just your family. And when you say friends, you mean, like, another person in your family who's a friend? I, I just don't think if you if you as her husband know that she's a person who is you describe her as very kind and you said she likes to give gifts to people and your mom and your sister literally said like oh why does she give us a gift is she doing it because she thinks she's better than us why is her husband would you not say no that's not it she just likes to give gifts she gives gifts to everybody that's just her way of showing appreciation because she can't verbalize it why would you let your mom and sister-in-law sit there and savage your wife like that yeah it's just not right. It's, it just seems off. Like, he seems off. I'm surprised he just didn't delete the whole thing because yeah. you get embarrassed like that. I'm pretty sure all the comments are just people saying, like, hey, bro, your <laughs> he, wife's kindness shouldn't be. Right. <laughs> and he seems like an unhappy. You seem like you're jealous of your wife. You seem like an unhappy person. Your family seems like a group of unhappy people. And maybe you need to, like, get out of your echo chamber and stop interacting with just people who think the same way you do because maybe it's like a reason why you think that way is because your mom or your parents have socialized you guys to think that acts of kindness are like bad things people give you something that's because they think you need it and you're you're lesser than them like no people sometimes give you shit because the kindness of their heart they just say hey man I I think this this suits you real good I just thought I'd get it for you because I like you okay so what happened was (laughs) as I'm looking he was he was telling the story about what happened and it was downvoted over 10,000 times and that's why it disappeared. Yeah, but he, he gives the example about she surprised my, my sister and mom with gifts for no reason and they've gotten the impression it's for her to flaunt herself or she thinks they can't afford things. 
Overall, I think a random gift giving is just awkward. The bus driver is getting paid to do what he does. He doesn't need my wife's pity presence. She needs to stop acting like all lower class workers feel neglected. And so there it is. <laughs> there, there it is. So it's like you made so many judgments in that statement. And then he also mentions that they argue over tipping. Surprise, surprise. Who do you think is a person that doesn't like tipping? If I had to guess. <laughs> they get $2, that's enough. I don't care if we sat here for an hour and a half drinking all the cocktails. Yeah, sir. It seems like you and your family, you and your mom and your sister are all a family of horrible people. And your poor wife somehow got into a relationship with you. And her and you find her kindness to be like really just disgusting. Yeah, that's it. It don't sound like anybody's happy. They're all over there thinking she's trying to she thinks she's better than us. Oh like, my god. She's just a kind person. She's a kind person. It's so interesting to me how some people take kindness. Like you can't even imagine what kindness looks like and you just take it as like, oh, well she's trying to assault me. Like, no, it's not about you. Everything ain't about you. Trust me. Mm-hmm. And something tells me they they may not be together for too long. If he continues to be embarrassed by her, and I hope that for the sake of their children, they rub off, they they cling more to their mother than to their father. Yeah, I feel like he, he'd be like, <laughs> did you just tell that Uber driver thank you? Right. No, the thanks is... <laughs> they were paid, weren't they? That is the thank you. Like, oh, well, there's... I mean, I'm just... They're a human being. I feel like I can make contact with them, eye contact, and thank them for their service. Yeah, you can, you can tell people thank you and... Hey, man, appreciate the work you do. Well, I think today's episode has had some heavy moments. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple laughs. Yeah, laughs. Mm-hmm. Laughs and cries. Like in training day, sometimes it's laughs, sometimes it's cries. We tackled a lot of topics. Oh, yeah. But I think the moral of the story today is be kind. Kind. Practice social distancing and wear that mask and get vaccinated. Yes. At the very least, don't jinx yourself by posting stuff on Facebook and ending up winning that Herman Cain Award. Ooh. Maybe just be quiet about your... <laughs> don't dare COVID to come find you. Yeah. <laughs> don't tempt it. Don't tempt it. Everybody, you know what? Everybody stay safe mm-hmm. and just enjoy... Hey, whenever you're listening to this, just enjoy your life. Enjoy everything you're doing. And we will... Gladly want us to talk to y'all next time. Oh, and just a little like treat as we head into spooky season. We are going to be doing a little fall candy taste test over on That's a Tough One Pod on Instagram. So be sure to come on over to our stories, watch us uh, taste some candy and rate it, share what your favorite Halloween candy is. Do you like candy corn or do you not have a good sense of taste? Which which of the two is it? One of us is right. Let us let us know what you feel about <laughs> candy corn and why you think it's delicious. Mm. And we will talk to you next time. Spooky scary.